Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You know, Chuck Schumer, your stupidity astonishes even me. You want to stop fentanyl, have your buddy Biden close the damn borders. Thank you. Problem solved. Anyway, uh, welcome. It is uh, nine minutes after four at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly with you on a Tuesday, a beautiful Tuesday. It is. It really, it is uh, It's pretty awesome out there. So on the Bowerly and WBEN Facebook page, uh, you've got your weekly astrology from my ex-wife, uh, Cassandra Joan Butler, and a picture of, uh, well, one of the things we did in Elegantville over the weekend and uh, <clears throat> all I can say is I, I could have written a whole big thing about it, but I think just the picture of one of Booker's thongs on a moving ceiling fan, frankly, a picture is worth a thousand words. And this is one of those times that's ac absolutely accurate. Okay, so <clears throat> one of the things that has emerged from our conversation about working remotely is can your kids actually talk can your kid no seriously can your kids actually have conversations with each other that aren't on a phone that aren't text conversations um if you are in your 20s or 30s i would love to talk to you about how it is you communicate and I know it might sound just a little bit weird, but you just you use the phone icon on your portable computer. Okay, press that, and then dial or press the numbers 716-803-0930, or just star 930, and you can you have a real live conversation with me. There will not be texting involved, but. Is it true, because this was brought up by several callers um, during the first part of the program, is it true that today's younger people simply have lost the ability to engage in interpersonal communications? 
They just don't have it. And then the dating thing, literally, I don't, if you can't communicate with somebody, how are you going to um, move a relationship past the hookup phase and into something that's a little bit more, shall we say, longer lasting? If if that's what you if that's what you uh, would like out of your life, um, it it takes communication. Everybody says that if you want to have a successful marriage, um, you have to be able to communicate. And there's a lot more to it than that, but that's based that that's a foundational basic of having a relationship: being able to properly communicate. And there's nothing more interpersonal than a relationship between two people who are. Uh, spousally inclined. <laughs> um, all right, the the phone number. I, I want to hear. Like, okay, you know how old I am. I, I don't like saying it because it gets more depressing every year. But um, I guess it beats the alternative. But when you look at people who are in their twenties, thirties, and even their forties today, are they as good at communicating as you were at that age? Do you see them actively out talking with each other? Or as one of our callers said, at the Tim Hortons, after school, engaging in conversation like it's 1957 at the Shake Shop? The Shake Shop? Forget I said that. Uh, Or do you see a bunch of people who are physically together, but communicatively, they are miles apart? Now... I, I have an email, and please understand that due to my visual limitations, it's very difficult for me to read emails, but I'm going to try my best here uh, with this particular pair of glasses. Uh, Tom, it is a massively changing world with social upheaval in every facet of our lives throughout history. Most people have worked alone, either in a farm field or in the house with a small minority having jobs in cities. Well, that went through a massive upheaval during and after the Industrial Revolution, leaving us with a situation today leading to there not being much work for people to do that needs to be done in person anymore. No need for most of the unskilled professions outside of services, logistics, entertainment industries, and the ever-increasing bureaucracy. We have invented whole industries for people to do productive work from wherever they live without the expense of travel from medical transcriptionist to only fans. Places for people to gather and mingle and company we take as commonplace because we grew up in the 20th century. People need to get back in the habit of talking to each other when they meet in public instead of just going out in clumps that don't mix And many people don't have friends that do go out, so society needs to change it to view, uh, change its view on people going to social events unaccompanied. Okay, does uh, if you go to social events unaccompanied, do you feel like persona non grata? Um, I don't think most guys mind going out by themselves. I think that might be more of a female thing than a guy thing. I mean, I'm not trying to sound sexist, but I've heard that complaint over the years from many women. Oh, if I walk in here alone, they're just going to think I'm such and such. But dudes, we go out by ourselves all the time. Uh, And people begin, back to the email, people 
begin to forget how to interact with other people right after school when their circles suddenly become much smaller, finding employment. It is a massive problem, especially with an ever-aging population and the sheer force of economics. The only large-scale gatherings in most of America where people are likely to live in proximity are religious and a few social organizations. No solution in sight in today's time of the crazy years. Troubling times, interesting times. Okay, I'll bite. I'll see if you guys are interested in talking about that. Uh, Do you believe that it is true that people don't know how to communicate anymore? Do people not know how to communicate? Are your 20-something, if you're 20-something or 30-something, do you think you're as good as your parents at interpersonal communication? Are you as good as your older friends at interpersonal communication? Or are you all about, let me swipe to the right, let me swipe to the left, let me swipe this, let me swipe that, oh, I like this, let me swipe. Are, are you are you all about that? And and not about any meaningful, real um, communication or, or conversation? And I, I, I don't mean to uh, overuse this uh, example, and I hope you'll forgive me if it seems like I am, but I'm really not trying to, but especially at bars and restaurants. And I don't want you to get the idea that I go to bars every night. It's really only six nights out of the seven a week. I don't want you to think ill of me. But when I do see, and I, I pay attention to this because I'm always spying on people, I'm always trying to overhear what people are talking about, thinking, can I get a show out of that? Hmm, that might be interesting, and I'll take full responsibility. Um, I'm always watching how people are acting around other people. And I, I must tell you, and I, I want to hear from those of you in your 20s, I want to hear from those of you in your 30s, because so many times when I'm out and I see people who are 20-something or 30-something, there could be two four, six at a table, and there's very little conversation going on amongst the people who are physically really close to each other. But almost every time, every one of those two, four, or six people at the high top will have a device in their hand, and they are scrolling through it. They're scrolling through it. Somebody could be in the middle of an amazing soliloquy on the meaning of life sitting at the table. But no, they're gazing at the screen, scrolling through their newsfeed. Now, is this an unfair characterization of those of you in your 20s or 30s? Or do you see it? Do you see it in in your own kids? And again, look, I get it because I... I don't like talking on the phone. Maybe some of it is because it's kind of what I do for a living. Um, But talking on the phone is not my favorite thing to do. Most everything, almost everything I need to do, I can do with a text. Now, there are some people I know who will not text. They will not text. If I text them, it's always, call me. All right, no problem. That's your preference. I'll call you. Me? I'd rather be texted. I'd rather text in in return. Uh, but I want to I want to get your take on this because it has come up a few times already today, 
And I don't know if uh, that's something you guys want to talk about, something that's worth talking about. Um, I don't know if there's any meat on that bone, but if there is, uh, you can pick it with me, and we can then make soup later. Uh, 803-0930, the phone number, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Have 20-somethings and 30-somethings forgotten how to really communicate? And I really want to hear from those of you in your 20s or in your 30s instead of just a bunch of old farts like me saying, those young people just can't communicate with each other. And we did walk uphill both ways to school with barbed wire shoes, being chased by mastodons and velociraptors. Really? It was like that. 803-0930, star 930. Get off my lawn. Uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. And my neck is stiff. But anyway, uh, that had one nothing to do with the other. It was just a random uh, offhand remark. Okay. Uh, my my last time, because this, this came up a couple of times talking about uh, people and remote work, there is concern that the younger generation, this is defined as uh, what we're going to say 20s, 30s, and we'll call it early 40s as well. That you guys don't know how to communicate. That, yeah, texting is great. Email is great. But at the end of the day, socially, you're a dud because you've got nothing. You've got no game whatsoever. You go out on a Friday or Saturday night and you meet a young woman and you're a, and you're a guy, you have no idea where to go conversationally. True? False? Is that is that an accurate assessment of your generation? I mean, look, it's always been a crapshoot approaching somebody you don't know, thinking you might have something in common, at least face-to-face. It became less of a crapshoot in the social media and Facebook era. At least you could get a basic idea of what somebody was about before you would meet them, right? Um, so... I I do, you know, I, I do wonder, um, honestly, about the ability of younger people to uh, interpersonally communicate. And I don't know if I'm right in having this doubt or if I'm wrong in, in, in having this, uh, this question, um, because, you know, it, it's it's really funny. One of the one of the dynamics here is. I go out a lot, as I've kind of made that obvious. I go out a lot. And you guys would be amazed at the number of people in their 20s and 30s who will say, I listen to you every day. And they'll quote things that I've said. And they're they're out there, they're listening. And I will say, well, why don't you call the show? Why don't you call? Oh, I could never do that. Oh, I could I, I could never call the show. Well, why? Well, I don't like talking on the phone. Ding! People don't like talking on the phone. No. they. It's really, it's really interesting. It, 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 it truly is. Um, a technology is so great in so many ways. But unfortunately, the more technology we have, the more easily brainwashed you are. And unfortunately, the more technology we have, um, I think the less interpersonal the world becomes. And the era of artificial intelligence, I must tell you, is not one that I am looking forward to, and I'm glad I won't be around to see it when it takes full bloom. I, I just think 
artificial intelligence has the ability to destroy mankind, womankind, all species. I don't trust artificial intelligence at all whatsoever. I think it's one of those genies we should not let out of the bottle, and it's already sneaking out of the bottle, and it scares the hell out of me. And I'm not somebody who does not appreciate technology. I'm glad we faked the moon landing just like anybody else. But I, but but that whole artificial intelligence thing, I mean, I, I start thinking. You start thinking about well, how much few, how many fewer jobs are there going to be because of artificial intelligence. If if your boss can hire a programmer instead of you, the programmer is going to get the gig and you're going to be on the sideline. Um, I think that the future, all I can say, I, I, I hear a lot of people who are at my point in life saying this. I'm glad I'm not going to be around 50 years from now. I'm glad I'm not going to be around 20 years from now. And I know that sounds horribly morose, but it's just super weird, man. Super weird. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. If you're asking young people to talk about why they don't communicate, don't do it on a talk show. It is uh, 436 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, welcome to the show. So uh, I, I want to talk about uh, uh, something that uh, it's kind of hard to put it into words, but uh, uh, there are people in our society who don't act right. Now, unfortunately, some of these people don't act right because they're drunk or they're on drugs. And some of these people do not act right because they have some kind of mental illness. So I just put a little post up on Facebook a few days ago, and I had an experience, and I wanted to know if you've had similar experiences. It was on uh, Union Road in Chictawaga. I was uh, driving toward 33, and I was just over the Amherst-Chictawaga line and had just made my way past Johnny's and stopped at the red light there. And this young man, probably 14 years old, maybe five foot four, slim, brown hair, looked very well-groomed. It wasn't like you, you looked at him and thought, he's clearly living on the street at 14. No, he looked like an uh, all-American boy. But there was a little bit of a problem. He was uh, waving his right arm like he was conducting an orchestra. And he started to walk directly in front of my car. Now, the light is green. I'm sorry, the light is red. And it is about to turn green. But I'm certainly not going to accelerate and run over this young man who for reasons I do not know, began walking toward my car. So eventually, he must have seen the car, and he came along to my side window like he was going to get into the car. Now, my car locks automatically, so I wasn't terribly worried. And I, I rolled down the window, and I said, Hey, dude, um, you got to get yourself on the sidewalk, or you're going to end up getting hurt. And I don't want to see that. 
So I rolled up the window, and then I had to pay attention to what I was doing, driving, because, I don't know, call me old-fashioned, I'm one of those people who likes to keep his eyes on the road when he drives, so I don't know what happened to the kid. But I was thinking about it, and I said, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm going to call Chictawaga PD just in case this kid decides to keep on walking in the street. Because I don't know if he's on mushrooms. I don't know if he's on acid. I don't think he was on weed. Uh, maybe he was drunk. I, I have no idea. But in my opinion, uh, he was he was messed up on something. Maybe it was mental illness, but I didn't get that vibe uh, from him. Not that you can see mental illness in somebody, but um, you... You know, you you do kind of differentiate once you, once you've seen enough people doing things that you don't understand about. Okay, that's probably a drug. Eh, that guy probably has some issues. Come on, you do the same thing. We're not experts. Nobody's saying we're experts, but uh, and it's, it's it's horribly unfortunate. But I'm wondering how many of you have experiences just like I had on last Monday night. And did you ever figure out what came of it? Now, obviously, I don't want anybody's name, but I actually had somebody on Facebook who said she or he had a guy jump on the hood of his car in the spread eagle position and hang on for a full three minutes. I just sat there, locked the doors, and waited him out. I did not drive the car. He was stoned out of his gourd. He finally got off of it. I tried not to overreact, uh, et cetera. So that's a little bit weird. That is definitely a little bit weird. So I'm wondering how many of you have had these kinds of experiences with people who, for whatever reason, are acting in such a way as you get concerned for their safety and their well-being. And I want to make it perfectly clear that at no point did I feel threatened uh, by this young man in, in the least. At no point was I angry with the young man. My first emotion and my lasting emotion was one of human concern that this young man, maybe 14 years old, was going to get himself hurt or maybe killed. Because walking along on Union Road, walking in the middle of traffic, especially as the sun's going down, ain't exactly where you want to be. So have you had an experience, you know, a close encounter with somebody who, for whatever reason, wasn't quite right? And again, I think my personal opinion, and I didn't ask him to do a urine test, is I think he was high on something, and I don't think it was pot. I think it was, I think it was more like LSD or maybe a mushroom. My, my first thought was LSD or mushrooms. It was, it, my first thought was, pot, was not pot. When I, when I say stone, stoned is a catch-all term. A term. A stone can even mean uh, drunk, for that matter, and has been used uh, to describe people in a state of alcohol uh, intoxication for many, many years. Um, but you know, he he did not. And and I I know what some people are going to think. Uh, oh my God, this is a horrible stereotype. He did not appear to be um, the stereotypical mentally ill 
person. And I've, I've seen a number of those people as well. These are people who don't live in homes. Typically, they're not well-groomed. They're not wearing clothes that look like they've been freshly laundered. And they clearly have a very, very tough life. And, you know, like anybody else, you try to help them out as much as you possibly can at the same time as the state and our government, in my opinion, has failed people who have mental health issues to the point where uh, they don't comply with their doctor's prescriptions, they don't take their meds, they end up uh, basically relapsing into mental illness because for whatever reason, and you might have people in your family like this too, for whatever reason, and this seems to be very common with mental illness, people take their meds and then they think, well, there's really nothing wrong with me. I I shouldn't be taking these meds. There's nothing wrong with me at all. And then they stop taking the meds, and then suddenly they lapse back into bipolar or um, some kind of personality disorder, schizophrenia. And it's very, very tragic, you know? But if you've had a close encounter with somebody who just wasn't acting right, I'd like to know what happened and, and where it happened. And again, I don't cast any judgment on this young man. Um, I made mistakes when I was younger. You made mistakes when you were younger. I just hope the kid got home okay. That's my only interest in this. And uh, he probably wouldn't remember doing it. He just, there was a look in his eyes that, again, it, it, I know a lot of people who smoke pot. It wasn't the pot look. It was something It was something else. It wasn't the Coke look. It, it was more like the LSD or mushroom look that I got. Like, wow, dude. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's go to Bill in Lawton's. Bill, uh, you've had an experience with a situation like this? Yes, sir. I drive a dump truck, and uh, in Clinton and Bailey, there's a gentleman in a wheelchair. He's missing one leg, and he just rides around the middle of the intersection. I mean, light screen, does not matter. He just rides around, and I drive a dump truck, and he'll pull his wheelchair like right in bef- between the front of the duels in my fuel tank. And just sit there uh, or whatever. He was there all day today laying on the sidewalk and laying down on the sidewalk at a bus stop all day. I worked eight hours, and he was there the whole day. Somebody actually put road cones around them. Uh, Clinton and Bailey. Um, I wonder who put the road cones up. Probably the cops. I mean, they can't really do anything. No, they can't. And uh, you can tell there's something wrong with this gentleman. You can, you know, he, you can tell he's not mentally stable i guess you'd say because i mean who would ride around in the middle of the intersection i told him i said dude you gotta be you gotta be more careful he didn't say a word he just looked at me with a blank stare uh that's uh clinton and bailey yeah it's scary I, honestly yeah, please everybody be careful because he will pull out in front of you he will ride around you yeah all right well bill uh i appreciate the information thank you very much i appreciate hearing from you and again, I just want to make something really clear. I mean, this this is not this is not a situation where anybody's trying to hey, let's pick on people who are mentally ill. No, it isn't that. Um, I would never do such a show or entertain such a show. But I want to know who you've come across, where you've come across them, where they where they weren't right. It might have been drugs. They might be a danger to themselves because of mental illness. I I don't want names, but I'll tell you something. I was uh, looking at this kid walking toward my car. I just I felt the deepest feeling of pity for him that I can feel for anybody. 
because he's so young, such a good-looking, a clean-cut, well-dressed kid, and I just I saw in him what I saw in maybe some of my friends growing up. Like, hey, somebody just made a bad decision, and I hope he's okay. Let's go to Ken on a cell phone on WBEN. Ken. Hi, man. Um, what's up, buddy? Yes, sir. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, a while back, I pulled into a rest area in my truck, and uh, I uh, this guy came walking up to me. I don't, I don't think he was mentally disturbed, just absolutely a weirdo. He came up and he goes, uh, "Hey, uh, there's uh, are those air ride seats you got there." Now, mind you, this guy was wearing a blue, like blue overalls with like you know with that hairy, uh, that hairy chest coming out, you know, <laughs> he goes, can I, uh, are those air ride seats in your truck? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, they are. And he goes, well, well what, you think they would fill my, are they real leather? And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. He said, can I, can I look at them? And I said, help yourself. He jumps up by the step and he looks down at my seat. And he died. Now, mind you, this is a truck I've been sitting in for eight hours, okay? Farting, everything else. He dives his face down in my seat and starts sniffing it. Did you ever and think that maybe that was his game plan from the get-go, sir? Being a seat sniffer? Yep. <laughs> it didn't quite strike me as being a seat sniffer. I didn't even know there was such a thing as seat sniffers, but what do you do? I mean, what the guy's filling my seats asking if it's real leather. I mean, what, what do you say to somebody like that? Except, hey, man, you know, uh, go back to your truck. <laughs> or maybe, hey, look, I did weird things to put myself through college, too, but I'm not paying you for this. Oh, goodness gracious. No, dude, I, I, just... I think, I mean, <laughs> look, I'm not a psychiatrist, but my my take, the, the, the minute you started talking was, I think the guy had a thing for you and a thing for sniffing seats, and it is a thing. <laughs> Anything you can think of with people is a thing. Oh my God! Well, I would—I don't know. I wouldn't want to step anybody else's seat, though. That's kind of gross, don't you think? Uh, well, let's just say it's not my—not my cup of tea. But uh, you know, to each his own, I guess. Um, Happy Halloween, man! Uh, all right, uh, Ken. Thank you very much. I appreciate—I appreciate the call. I, now, was that a disturbed dude, or was that a dude who just had a freak and uh, thought that maybe he'd found a willing partner? I don't know. But again. Uh, what kind of human weirdness have you seen that has just made you say, wow, that that poor fellow or that poor lady? And I, I guess I want to be really clear about it. Nobody is doing a show picking on people with mental illness. That is not the case. But I'm pretty sure that the kid I saw a week ago last night was on LSD or mushrooms or something like that. Again, well-dressed, clean clothes, clean cut, and did not have that homeless look that, you, you know what the homeless look is. Man, there was another fellow last night, too. I won't tell you where I saw him, other than to say it was Genesee Street in Chictawaga, but um, he clearly was in need of some kind of, of supervision. And I just, I, I, I believe our state and our country and now, I don't think he was stoned. I think he was mentally ill. And I think our state and our country really lets down people who are, who are mentally ill. Um, and it's, it's really a shame. But unfortunately, you have to listen 
to what somebody says their preferences happen to be. And there was a case a few years ago where somebody had an option of going inside, out of a storm, decided to stay outside, and died of hypothermia. Um, and there's nothing anybody could have done about it. And it's it's a tragedy. And, you know, it's I still miss the guy. Uh, on Facebook, uh, Bowerly on Facebook, sorry, Bowerly, W-B-E-N, Facebook, whatever it is, uh, I put some uh, pictures up of a dude named Brian. I think I met him at a cigar event, and he's uh, uh, his uh, hobby is uh, restoring vintage automobiles, and he did a great job on this one. You're going to enjoy it. Bowerly and WBEN on Facebook. Check it out. I don't even know what kind of car that is. I'm not a car guy. Some people are. I'm not. All right, let's get back to the calls. Uh, your close encounters with people that were that were messed up. It might be drugs, alcohol, could be mental illness. And again, nobody's picking on people with mental illness, but um, sometimes they do things that make us a little bit uncomfortable. Um, but most mentally ill people are a bigger danger to themselves than they are to to you or me. Now, in my case, a week ago Monday, this young man was, I believe, strongly LSD or mushrooms. No, I don't have a toxicology report, but I've never seen anybody on uh, on weed act that way. Let's go to Aaron in uh, Toronto on WBN. Hello. Hey, Tom. I want to say I've spoken to you many times in the past about my past and the history I have with substance. And I think I've been on both sides of the equation that you're describing. I've been the guy looking at someone and actually empathizing, having strong compassion, because I'm glad I'm not there anymore. And I've been on the reverse side, where I've literally walked into a, a ghetto Harvey's here and gone to the guy at the counter and been like, wow, you get a lot of weirdos in this place, hey? And he kind of looked at me like, yeah, you're one of them. And uh, I want to also just touch on the whole mental health, because I grew up with an aunt who has schizotypal and bipolar disorder, but she also suffers with substance use. And sometimes I found that the cure just was worse than the disease she was suffering from, the side effects. So she would get these blister packs with, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all of her days of pills in there. And when she'd get them, she'd just pop them into a bowl. And every day, like a kid at a candy store recreationally picking which ones they're going to use, she would do that. So you'd be dealing with her manic episodes, her depressing episodes, her delusions, and... When I tried to confront my grandmother about it, saying, like, listen, my Aunt Sherry's not doing well, but we, we got to do something. She was like, you know, leave it alone, Aaron. She's not hurting anybody. Well, fast forward eight years later, my aunt is in a mental institution. My grandmother's no longer with us, but she had to come live with me for her last year of life because my aunt literally tried to kill her. She thought she was a robot. And I went to the house. Typically, these delusions only last about, like, six, seven hours. So I got to the house 24 hours later. And she was still going on about it. But that was, that woman wasn't her mother. That woman's a robot. And at this point, we're dealing with substance. We're dealing with mental health. We're dealing with delusion, psychotic behavior. It's such a concoction of so many different things. And it's just, it's hard. And, and you keep bringing up mushrooms and acid, which I believe the primary ingredient, the, the psychoactive thing is psilocybin. And when you see somebody on that drug, you can tell. You can see it in their eyes, their skin color, the way that they're yawning or the way that they're posturing. Like, you can actually identify that drug. And with this type of illness, it's so hard to put your finger on it, man. All you're dealing with is somebody that's just not doing well. Well, yeah, I mean, again, I know a lot of people who smoke weed have never seen anybody do what this kid was doing uh, after after doing weed. Um, obviously, as I've made it clear, I don't know what he was on, but uh, it was certainly something, I, I, I'm very confident it was something stronger than, than weed. As far as the mental illness situation with uh, not taking the medicine as directed, 
um, when we have talked to people who have family members with mental illness, that is one of the biggest complaints they have, is that they aren't taking their medicines as directed. They're not taking them responsibly. And then, worst of all, somebody, I don't know what it is with mental illness, but somebody is totally medically compliant with all of their meds, and then one day they figure, hey, I don't even need to be taking these. I'm just fine. So they stop taking the meds, and they end up back to where they were. Yeah, and, and that's honestly, that happens with substance as well, Tom. People who suffer from addiction will get two, three years of sobriety and forget that they can't recreationally use it. Oh, maybe I never was an alcoholic. Bam, back to square one. And it is, it's tough, buddy, like, to, to, to deal with that type of behavior. Like, I deal with addictions. I don't deal with psychotic, you know, states of the mind. But when we try to rationalize people that are dealing with an irrational mind, it becomes irrational in itself. So for the people that really do suffer from these illnesses for the rest of their lives, they can't be left to their own accord. Like when you say that they do things that are undisciplined or, or, or reckless, it's like, yeah, they have an illness. They need guidance. They need structure. They need someone to help them. Yeah, but in this country, they've got a right to do that. I mean, we, like I said, I, I really believe this country and this state have let down people and families who have to deal with mental illness. I don't know what the answer is. Um, Aaron, thank you uh, very much for the phone call. Uh, it is uh, 4.57 at News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm going to take more of your calls on this coming up after the news at 5. Maybe you've got mental illness uh, in your family and you want to chime in on this. I'd love to hear from you. And look, I understand mental illness is an illness and nobody's you're about as responsible for your mental illness as you are for, uh, you know, getting cancer when you're five years old. It's a horrible illness, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I know people who have it, and it's it's terrible, and uh, I know it's tough on families, too. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.